Good morning, and welcome to Being the Change Now. Good morning, Sherry. Good morning, Bob. Oh, it all worked for once. Great. <laughs> it all worked. <laughs> all righty. Ah, I love it. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> all right, here's our assignment for this week. Notice the non-dual nature of existence, bringing awareness to how life is yin and yang, light and dark, good and evil, love and loss, pain and pleasure, sorrow and joy. Notice that awareness can register appreciation of a beautiful sunset while embracing the heartache of endings. Notice that life doesn't distinguish between destruction and creation, seeming to enjoy both equally. Notice that awareness doesn't cling to blissful crests or resist the depths of an undulation, but is the context that contains it all. Notice the peace that arises from identification with being the witnessing awareness, the constancy behind the changing world of opposites. All right, and here is our first caller. You're now live on the air. Will you please introduce yourself? Hi, this is Karen in California. Hello, Karen. Hi. What are you saying? Well, um, I I just you know it took me to these these readings, um, especially the one um, about looking for things like peace and harmony with that that the world that we don't find those in the world, that the world is chaos, that we find those within. And I love that just for so many reasons. And um, I, I had a an interaction with somebody um, that was talking about my, um, my husband who passed away and how, and they were saying how unfair that is that he's not here. And it just, it kind of like um, startled me. You know, like, I don't ever think about that. I don't ever think about that being unfair. And um, so so I had to go find a place in me to find, to sort of, I don't know, remedy that or just like it disturbed me that somehow this uh, was a uh, Karen? Yeah. Uh, yeah. What disturbed you was not that this happened. What disturbed you was the orientation that your your friend presented? Yeah. Yeah, that exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was the orientation and I just thought, well, you know, I mean, I've I thought, I mean, fairness fairness to me, fair and unfair are kind of a child's view just uh, or uh, something we learn as kids, but we grow up and mm-hmm. there's you know, it's it's sort of a made-up concept in a way and um well, I, I would go beyond in a way. It's a completely made-up concept. Okay, okay. Yeah, but because the way I often talk about it in practice is, so you're, you're, you're female, if life were fair, you would be living in some uh, incredibly difficult circumstances with a brood of children to take care of and not enough money coming in. That's what would be fair, so we like to, as the yeah. privileged, we like to say what is fair for the top point zero 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 one percent of the population. Yes, yes, that's 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 true too. And um, but where I where I kind of went to in it um, with it was um, 
I thought, well, the how like the fairness of life is that is that I that somehow the universe, you know, I this is a weird thing, but it spit me out. Like somehow I I got here, <laughs> and I'm here, and I was given this incarnation, and that's that's it, you know. And I it's just like that. <laughs> <laughs> Karen, I am so with you. <laughs> you can just drop the whole notion. Yeah. Okay? It, there's nothing fair about it. It's when, you know, we kid about why me, God. You know, come on. It, 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 talk about uh, unfair. Yep, I am part of the point zero 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 one percent of the of people who have ever been born on this planet in terms of privilege, opportunity, intelligence, uh, awareness, all of the things that go uh, together to cause a person to want to wake up and in suffering. Yes. I don't, I, I just say thank you. I don't, I don't have to worry about fair. And in addition, I don't have to take on that dualistic view that where ego could come in and say something about how I should now be because of this or yeah. what it says about other people who don't have this and how I should suffer because other people are not having this life. All of that ego stuff gets triggered with a word like fair. Yeah, it really did. It was triggering because it, it made me so sad to think, I don't know, it just made me sad. It bothered me. The only yeah, don't. If I may, if I may, Karen, don't do that. Don't do that. Okay. Yeah, it's just the result of going off with conditioned mind to noodle about something. Yeah. And when we do that, we're going to wind up sad. Yeah. Well, the it the so where I got to was, I was born. Kind of that's sort of the the end and the beginning of the story. You know, I that that's it. That's where. Well, I like your other. I like your other beginning and end of the story. Okay. I'm here. The, the okay. The universe spit me out, and then it it um and it took me to the turtle story, and that that um you know the turtle swimming in the ocean, mm-hmm. and once every ten thousand years, it it um, breaks the Popped surface of it through a golden <laughs> ring floating on the ocean. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's where it took me, just to the incredible gift that I'm here. And, yes. and this is, yes. that's it. That's just, yes. that's, I mean, that's And you all. don't want to waste a minute no. noodling with ego. Yeah. Not a minute. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. so then I was grateful for the, for the comment that was made to me because it just, it just, um, and that quote about find, we find it all within. You know, like it's not mm-hmm. out there. And um, mm-hmm. so anyway, that was, I saw a lot and um, I have loved this. It was a good uh, workshop. It was a good workshop, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now now you can just make a show to that workshop yeah. and enjoy being here. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Karen. Thanks, Karen. And just one quick thing, Sherry. I was seeing the many things I saw in that is, is that when I go off with that, you know, 
you know, something being fair or looking at that, you know, this or that, or right and wrong. The, the, the idea is, is that that's going to lead somewhere other than just being in that yes. process. But when I look at it yes. in, from center, it's like that's all I'm doing is just being in that process, yes or this or that, that right or wrong. Oh, Bob, that is absolutely it. And what's available to us in that, in that kind of situation is to look at the process, as we were talking about with Karen, right? Okay, so, so something happens with that, and I go off in that dualistic process, and, and as you say, you know, I, I can be out there playing ping pong forever with that, or I could just realize, oh, that is a dualistic process. It's trying to get me to figure out one side of the duality over the other and which one is the good right one and which one. Ah, okay. Here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. great. All right. Mm-hmm. Let me bring on our next caller. Next caller, you're now live on the air. Will you please introduce yourself? Hey, this is Dan in Los Angeles. Hey, Dan. Hey. What's going on? Um, so uh, just doing a lot of household chores and was becoming aware of a story that, you know, this isn't what I want to do. Um, mm-hmm. And um, urgency to get done and resentment. So, oh, oh, I'm suffering. Okay. Um, and so then practice, uh, I think Ashwini mentioned this one time, feeling my feet, spreading my toes, just, go, you know, putting attention back on the body. And then it was mm-hmm. – and. and it's hard to explain, but it was almost like I, I played with flipping a page in a book, like um, tension in the body, and it's just I'm here breathing. And it's not fun in the way ego defines it, but it, it was glorious. It was just quiet. Oh, yes. And, and then I go back to, well, I've got to get these dishes done, and it's, blah, blah, and it's all chaos in the head, and then back to the body, and back to the head. And I did that like four or five times, and it was just like, wow, it's, it's an eye blink. And, uh, <laughs> um, yeah. and I saw what kept drawing me back to the, the this isn't what I want. Um, mm-hmm. It was a really deep-seated belief that, um, and this is all an ego, but that if I'm having fun in the way ego def- defines it, I'm getting what I want. That means something about me. That means I'm good. This is, I think you've mentioned it before, we get conditioned this way that I do what, what's good and right by the authority figures and then I get what I want. So if I'm getting what I want, that means I'm good. They got reversed somehow. And, and just letting yeah. go that my circumstances mean something about me. Um, well, yes, because what you're closing in on is letting go of the idea that there's that me who, who has all of that imaginary... Uh, uh, setup, right? Yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. It's uh, the whole setup you have to buy into. It, yeah, it. yeah. The the whole thing is just a great big story. And you know, Dan, one of the things that uh, can be helpful in a situation like that is just to say to yourself, "Well, of course not. <laughs> of course, I don't <laughs> want to be doing the dishes. Of course, I don't want to be doing household chores. Right? Of course, I don't." Huh. Huh. Right? However, I do like to eat. 
And and eating does tend to create dishes. And and this is my house and this is my life. And you know, by the time we get through with that, we realize, well actually when I'm here I do like doing dishes. Yeah. It's only when I'm in that I don't want to, I don't feel like it of ego wow. that I don't like doing anything. And as long as it can run that number on us, it can run it on anything. You know, you're driving your child to school. <laughs> right? Uh, rather than, wow, I have a child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can drive my child to school. My child can go to school. Right? All of these things that, again, back to our previous conversation, yeah. m- most of the world doesn't have. Yeah. Um, yeah. As you were saying that, two things left out. One was... Um, how quickly the I don't want this goes into got to fix it and work it out. And, and oh, yeah. about it. as opposed to what you are offering is just, yeah, of course some part doesn't want to do it. And, and that acceptance yeah. really just opened the door. It's not about whether oh, you do yeah. it or not. It's about acknowledging oh. there's a part. That's uh, right. And, and if we, again, if we go back to childhood, you know, nobody explained that to us. No, nobody explained doing chores doesn't make you a good person and not doing do- doesn't make you a bad person. And it has nothing to do with that. <laughs> you know, there are some things that are required for us to live. You know, you have to put on your clothes if you're going to go out in society. You know, it's not a punishment. And it doesn't make you a good person if you do it. All that stuff is really just nonsense that got mm-hmm. layered onto authentic being. Yeah. The, um, yeah, just acknowledging there was that thought or that, and, and then, yeah. and yeah. Um, back to the, you know, feeling and, the body. And then you're right. I mean, it's, yes. ego, I mean, what, what's the end goal here of ego? That I lie in a chaise lounge being fed grapes and fan, you know, and I don't have to breathe. <laughs> That's work. <laughs> Well, you don't have to eat. (laughs) Then you won't ever have to deal with those pesky dishes or grocery shopping or anything else, right? And, you know, Dan, there's another piece of it that, uh, again, especially comes up with people with children. And that is, um, you know, when you hear that voice of, I don't want to do this. I hate doing the dishes. I hate doing chores. You say, well, yeah, that's understandable. Here, let me let me do them with you. Let me uh, help you. Yeah, wow, Ooh, my whole. We body. can have fun. It's not what I'm doing. It's not the circumstances. It's who I'm doing it with, time and time again. That's it. That wow. is the same thing, right? Yeah. If you're doing it with unconditional love and acceptance, it's all a party. If you're it's doing just, it with ego, everything as is you just say that, is a party. I mean, <laughs> ah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and if you're doing it with ego, that chaise lounge is hell. Oh yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Wow, it really. All is right. Fun. Thank you so much. Well, keep having fun. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dan. And sure, I'm going to bring on our next caller here. All right. Next caller, you're now live on the air. Will you please introduce yourself? Aloha, this is Laura. Aloha, Laura. What are you seeing? Oh, this is, oh my gosh, I am seeing so much. And if I were to distill it down, um, I think the word 
that I keep coming back to is acceptance. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Say a little more about that, that okay, distillation, so, that helpful yeah. distillation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, if I can accept whatever is going on, whether or not I, in quotes, think it's fair or just or appropriate or um, wonderful, then there's nothing wrong. E- yeah. yeah. Even, if it, even if it feels like there's something wrong, it just is. Yes. Yes. And the secret to what you're catching on to is acceptance never feels bad. Right. Acceptance always feels good, whatever it is that we're accepting. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, um, you know, there were two things that happened just recently, kind of at opposite ends of the spectrum. And one was a celebration with virtual, of course, with one of my children who did obtained something that, you know, he'd worked really long and hard for. And the other one was um, that a 16-year-old young man was murdered, um, you know, mm. in my family circle. And, and both of those um, events elicited different emotions and yet, mm-hmm. with, and yet they were within this circle of acceptance. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I was just reading um, one of my heroes talking about the value and the wisdom of I don't know. Mm. Mm. And, and that's what occurs to me in this situation that you're describing because where else can we go? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why something happens to one person that we all acknowledge is is good and happy and something happens to somebody else that that most of us in any way believe is an awful, terrible, horrible thing to have happen. I, I don't know. I don't know why all of that is, but I can accept it. Mm-hmm. And in accepting it, there is a, a peace. Yes, because in the I don't know, or maybe and in the I don't know, there is a real knowing and an acknowledgement that I see such a tiny, tiny little sliver of yes. what is. Yes. Yes. And it, for people who don't have a belief system that you're born and then X amount of time later you die and that's it, that, that life, there is no life in all capital letters. It's all our small, uh, lowercase, life and death. People who see life as unending will say things like, sometimes death is better than a life. Mm. And what it's acknowledging is that when, when things are finished, when, when something is complete, it's complete, whether we can see the timeline for it or not, mm-hmm. which to me is what 
is what you're describing. My, the, the slice that I can see is so small, and to put my opinions <laughs> on, on this tiny, tiny little bit of what is eternal? No. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It can only yeah. result in suffering. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and the red flag <laughs> for me is um, if I think I know something or if I think something is wrong or, um, yeah. Then all we're doing is contributing to the suffering, aren't we? Exactly. Ours and, and to the pool, to the giant pool that we all, to the vine <laughs> that we're all hanging mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And that doesn't change. Uh, you know, we, we touched on this a little bit yesterday, uh, that, that there, are, there are so many aspects of every situation. Right? So the people closest to that young man, uh, I can only guess, are, are suffering terribly. Yeah, um, yeah there's, there's uh, the, not only is there loss and the sadness and the grief, but it's easy to see there's anger and hatred and blame and, you know, everything that goes with all of the conditioning that, that we share. And so it's not that we're not... Uh, sensitive to that it it's not mm -hmm. it's that we don't think there's anything wrong with it right right exactly exactly and then sentient beings every reaction is what it is that's right and as Bob was pointing out just a little bit ago if if we stay focused on on the having of the reaction rather than getting lost in the reaction, uh -huh. it's very enlightening. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I believe I do. Uh -huh. Yeah. 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 Mm. Okay. All right. Thank, Thank you, you so Laura. Much. Thanks, Laura. And Sherry, one thing I was seeing that great discussion was that when I'm in I don't know, um, there's an invitation to be present to what comes next yes. or now. But when I'm in I yes. know, I just turn off. It's like I know how it's going to turn out or I know what this means or this is the right thing to do. And it's like it's just this huge invitation just to go unconscious and then think that and it's like, and then when something goes, you know, awry, as it invariably does, or just things happen, it's like, why did that happen? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, well, that's a really good point. Uh, that when we realize we don't know, what we are aware of is that anything can happen. But if we're living in a I I know um, illusion, then then everything that happens in life is a shock. Right? It's a surprise, it, and most of it is wrong. Yeah, and then I can stay in a story about why that is, because I mm -hmm. wasn't there to actually, ex you know, for to actually see what there was to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it doesn't. It, the fact that I wasn't there and didn't 
didn't participate and didn't see anything does not uh, influence at all my belief that I know. Right. In fact, in some bizarre way, it reinforces it. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Because yes. I didn't see anything to counter that belief, so the belief must be true. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Alrighty, let's bring on another caller. Next caller, you're now live on the air. Will you please introduce yourself? Hi, Sherry. Hi, Bob. It's Miriam. Hello, Miriam. What are you seeing? Wow. Uh, I saw that at the same time that I feel like I'm running out of time, that I wish time would speed up so that certain things would be over with. (laughs) (laughs) I want more time for what I want and less time for what I don't want. Now, doesn't that seem reasonable? (laughs) Is that really too much to ask? (laughs) Wow, and it was just, it was really, I really paused when I saw that and I said, oh my gosh, it's like, what a, a slide and a loop and so I've been caught up in frustration, looping frustration and self-pity and oh. like, yeah, and wow, so it's really, it's really interesting to watch and to record about it and see what comes up and, and much like was being said the other day, I've, I also saw how we really are always between the two tigers, no matter, no matter what. And I'm seeing how often I miss the strawberry. Miss, oh, well, and, and your I'm missing point the strawberries. Is, yeah, your point is a brilliant one, right? Uh, because the illusion that people live in is that there's another vine. There's another mm-hmm. better vine. And somehow, somehow you've done something wrong and you've gotten on the bad vine where there's a tiger above and a tiger below and those little mice are chewing. This is wrong. This is not the vine you should be on, right? Mm-hmm. And, of course, it's your fault, but then there's nothing that you can do about it because nobody's presenting you with a solution. Nobody's telling you where the other vine is, right? It's just... You now have to stay and suffer. Um, And, of course, that stay and suffer in that conversation is how we miss the strawberry. Mm -hmm. And so what what you're seeing, and a la that conversation we had a little bit ago about really being focused on the process, not getting caught up in believing it, but there you are between frustration and self-pity. And you can just watch. There's that ping-pong match, right? Mm Self-pity's on one side. And frustrations on the other, and they're just slamming you back and forth across that net, right? Now, if you if you go along with being the ball, then you are going to have a really miserable, suffering time. But if you realize, actually, you are the observer. You're in the audience, and you are watching frustration and and self pity slam this human being back and forth. Right? Then as that observer, you don't have to, you don't have to uh, participate in that. And we actually have the next step of walking over there, grabbing the ball, <laughs> and going off for a little recording and listening 
session mm-hmm. with the mentor. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's funny because it seems like, um, so when I'm feeling like I've been feeling, I experience a lot of tension in my neck and shoulders. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it seems that it has to get really kind of painful before I wake up and say, oh, oh, where's my recorder? <laughs> That's right. Because that ping pong match is hard on the body. Oh, is it ever? Yeah. Yeah, oh, it is. Getting slammed really around is. like that. Yeah, we do tend yeah. to tense up against it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really good, isn't it? Rather than it wanting for that tension not to be there, actually we're grateful that the tension is there because it's what's waking me up. Thank you, tension. Yeah. And about the time you get really comfortable with it and really happy and, and tension becomes your best friend, it'll go away because you'll be ready for something else. Well, I've certainly experienced the, the going away of it, and, but it's like I'm saying, like, I just want this tension to be over, so I'm in a rush to get it over, to get over the identification, but I'm missing all the opportunities right. in between to see how I'm causing myself to suffer. Except, Miriam, you are not. No, you I'm are not. not missing them because you're talking about them. <laughs> yeah. 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 But the story, the story you're meant to believe is, yeah, and you're missing all. No, you're not. You're, you're seeing it all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And all I'm right. seeing and I'm seeing that um, the pseudo awareness practitioner showing up. Um, I'm catching on to that more and more when the uh, ego comes in. And uh, so, yeah, this is just. Fabulous. Yeah, it, it, it comes so in it comes in it comes in and wants to assess your practice, right? Yeah. And tell you what you're still doing wrong and how that didn't and and you're seeing that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. so that's the you know, that's the message of this is great. It, this, <laughs> this is, is great. Fabulous. I am seeing so much. Yeah. yeah. And ever since right. uh, the the call Friday a couple of, of weeks ago, someone said how they add ing onto the end of every verb. So yes. and that was uh, Thanksgiving weekend for for us in Canada. So ever since then, uh-huh. I've been thising, hearing, and nowing, and it's fabulous. Ah, uh-huh. it really is. It and it, it can only happen here. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So right. deep, deep gratitude. Thank you, Miriam. Deep, deep gratitude. Thank you. Go happy. Go happy. Thanks, Miriam. And that brings us to the end of the show, Sherry. And we'll talk to more callers tomorrow. All right. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Bob. Thanks, everybody. Go happy. Go happy.